Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. It's the Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. And Ollie Dean. I really am running the kids. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up. I'm going to be needing a caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back up and give me just a little room? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. When you're not shooting me, I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like unfolding lawn chair. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me from those double bogey blues. Yeah, today that means happy Independence Day. Happy birthday, America. Hey, I'd like to hear it. That's Ollie Dean, you heard. I am Derek Thomas. Welcome to the Golf Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. You may not hear the familiar voice of uh, Mr. Brian Katrick. Ollie and I were just talking. He's kind of a slacker. I mean, this is two weeks in a row. He, yeah, I don't he, know. He claims to be working on assignment. No, we kid. BK covering the um, the rocket mortgage, as as he uh, tends to do. We love to have him in when we can. But today you got Ollie Dean and Mr. Derek Thomas here working with you. And uh, as I did, we, we did, we did miss a week last week. So we have a lot to talk about all around the world of golf. It's kind of, it kind of feels like that slow time in the summer. Um uh, Obviously, a Fourth of July weekend, and again, I hope I hope everybody's having a good, safe Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, everybody but still, come back with all their digits. Yeah, yeah. And have it, you ever done those like neighborhood fireworks displays? Oh yeah, yeah. Back when in uh, like yeah, late high school, early college, so, <laughs> me and my friends are all about it, man. I had a buddy of mine, and this is like maybe three years ago, over in Norcross, that invited me over to help you know set off all the fireworks, and the neighborhood community came together, and it was I mean they had a lot of fireworks. Yeah, it's fun. Everybody yeah brings everybody together, something to do. So we lined them up all over the tennis court. And I mean, that's probably a no, no, but yeah, it was, it didn't turn out to be the greatest idea in the world. So we had like four people. I was one of them that were going to light them all kind of at the same time. And all of a sudden some guys like it fell over and I'm like, what? So the tube falls over. We have no idea where everything's going to go. Where is it aiming? It's the big thing. It's just, you know, I mean, it's literally like Russian roulette with, you know, fireworks. So we're all scrambling to get out of the tennis court. My buddy is pinned against the fence. Just turn around. As just fireworks no. are, are hitting him from behind. Oh, wow. 
I'm like diving out the gate. Luckily, I came out unscathed. But uh, yeah, those can get dangerous. So yeah, everybody they really be careful. Can. Everybody can be, a, be careful this weekend. Can be a lot of fun, but know what you're doing. And maybe if you had a, a, a few too many drinks, it's not always the best idea to yeah, have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a clumsy boy that knocked it over had probably over. Yeah, maybe one or two. And if you do, Ray Judice is a fine sponsor of this program. So there feel free to give Ray a call. He'll be available all weekend. But anyways, as I said, we do have a lot. Going on in the world of golf, most notably right now, the uh, the Rocket Mortgage is it Rocket Mortgage Championship. I yeah. just call it the Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, we'll Rocket we're, Mortgage. We're not journalists. Journalists. Journalist. Up there, uh, Detroit Golf Club, the beautiful old Donald Ross track, and uh, we've had some local guys. It, 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 if we're being honest, it's not the most exciting leaderboard. If we're if we're being fair, there are not a lot of Justin Thomases or John Roms up there. You're not but excited about Cam Davis. I I love Cam Davis, and I'm. I'm Brandon, becoming, ha- Brandon be- Hagee, becoming, not, this is not riveting TV for you today? Again, uh, yeah, Phil's not up there. Are Bryson you the you might cut. be watching the Braves later this afternoon I as probably, to tuning into golf? I might check out a little bit of golf, but I will be looking at the Braves. And yeah, uh, Bryson and Phil, not their best weeks. We'll talk about them coming up a lot because there's plenty to talk about with them. Yeah, but you did mention um, a couple of names. Obviously, we've got some local flavor at 11 under, three shots back. Um, University of Georgia player, Kevin Kisner. Um, <laughs> Great guy. Great guy to follow on social media if you're bored. And Chris Kirk, um, graduate of Etowah High School, I believe, right up the road. So they're both at 11 um, within three shots of the lead. So it'd be nice to have a, a Georgia Bulldog come away with a victory this weekend. Go dogs! Yeah, we had and we had uh, Davis Thompson up there. He was uh, in contention. He didn't, have, he didn't know. He shot uh, even par yesterday. There were, there were a lot of people that were premature on That's fair. Davis Thompson. It is a packed leader, but I think I heard 24 guys within five shots. I think I, that's roughly about right so i mean it's a it's a packed up leaderboard yeah you're exactly right 24 people nine under or better leader at 14 so could be some movement um ricky fowler i was just about to say how about ricky fowler it's so much fun to see ricky play and some people were why do you cheer for ricky just because he dresses funny and ricky is like the nicest guy on the planet everybody loves ricky he's good for the game he's popular he gets people to come out he gets people to watch He's a rocket. I believe he's one of these rocket mortgage ambassadors. That's he works with uh, the this the title sponsor of the tournament, yep. and it's good to see him play well because again, it gets eyeballs, it gets people talking. Uh, Ricky might not be one of the best players in the world right now, but that doesn't mean it's not good for golf when he's playing well. I uh, completely agree, and I think if you look at the the love that the younger generation has for him with all the the kids dressing up like Ricky. He's cool, man. Golf needs, in every sport, needs to bring in young people to the game. And to your point, Ricky Fowler is good for the game because he does exactly that. Um, But speaking of good for the game, we could have history today. I mean, we can't overlook Joaquin Neiman. He could become only the third player in the history of the PGA Tour to win a tournament going bogey-free. So he is bogey-free through three rounds. If he was to win today, join Lee Trevino and, and somebody else. Um, uh, I think JT Poston. I saw uh, it was Poston recently. from like two, just a couple years ago, right? Yeah, the tournament that everybody shoots 59 at, yeah, Greenbrier, right. I believe. Um, so that would be incredible. I mean, I can't imagine playing four rounds of golf. Um, I don't know if I could put four rounds of golf in an entire year together where I didn't make a bogey. I can't play the putt-putt course without making a bogey, I don't think. I mean, for real, though, 54 holes on a PGA track. I played the fairway court or the fairway social putt-putt course, and I did not make a bogey. No bogeys? I I haven't gotten a chance to get up Oh, you got to go over there. Uh, Miss doing our remotes over there. Love everybody there. They treat us so well. And, uh, and hope they're having a good weekend. Um, what an amazing venue they have and just a lot of fun. And that putting green, you've got to go over and try it. It's a blast. I'm going to have to. 
Absolutely. Uh, another guy. That, so Rocket Mortgage is doing a lot of great things. I won't you know boost them up too too much, but they really are doing some great things around uh, Detroit with uh, charity and every, everything. One of the cool things I like this three one three thing. Have you heard about this? It, it's basically there are three holes. So I think it's fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. If eagle, if they eagle the par five fifteenth, they they give money to charity like five thousand dollars. Somebody makes an ace on I believe it's sixteen. It's twenty five thousand dollars for charity. Another five thousand if you if you're able to birdie uh, seventeen or eighteen. I don't remember. But anyways, uh, they're just doing a great job. And somebody nailed the ace yesterday. Uh, I know Troy Merritt had an ace. I'm not sure if it was the one on seventeen. But Troy Merritt is a guy. It's funny as 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 a golf fan when I see because it's he's a name you see a lot up there. He's up there a lot, but he hasn't you know he hasn't won a major. He's maybe not he's not the biggest name. And for me, he's always a guy. I always think, oh yeah, he's he must be like 25, 26, 27 because he's up and coming. Ollie, what is he? Thirty five now. Yeah, he's actually a lot older than you think. Yeah, he's I, been he's around. Thirty five years old. He's been around a long time. I, I you know I don't think he fits in the journeyman category. He's obviously journeyman. Had, oh. He's obviously had some success on the tour. He's not a guy that just hangs on, but uh, it would be a big breakthrough. Um, he did have that hole-in-one, and there was actually an interesting article about was there a hole-in-one hangover because I think he was four or five under on his round yeah. when he made the hole-in-one, and then he kind of just took it to the house right. and I, didn't really make a lot of I've only made I've there. only made the one myself, and, yeah, I was a wreck for a couple of holes after just jittery. You get excited. He's never, as you said, I think uh, he's never made one as a professional. So, I mean, I don't care how good you are or how how many shots you've hit? You you hit a goal, a hole in one. You, you know the the nerves jack up a little bit. The heart rate the heartbeat heart rate obviously goes up, but uh, he still managed to keep together as he is uh, tied for the lead. So yeah, unfortunately, I could not share any hole in one stories oh, and how it is. To you got to play across you play across creek with me. I give myself eighteen shots every week, and uh, you know yeah. eventually they'll go in. Yeah, this is my luck. The closest I've ever come to a hole in one was at the UGA golf course, and uh, now, see that's a real one. Yeah, it's par three over water and hit the flagstick about six inches above the hole. It kicks back into the bunker, running the water. (laughs) Double bogey. (laughs) So now I'm on a down slope, and and I've got a short pin. So I end up making bogey on the closest I've ever come to hole-in-one. The only other, the closest one, and this would have been the perfect one, is I was fortunate enough to be invited to play in uh, a member guest um, at Pine, or not Pine Tree, but Peachtree Golf Club. And uh, I was playing with some of the Braves staff, uh, Jim Allen specifically, and literally one hopped it into the flagstick, and uh, and I ended up making birdie there, so that was good. But uh, yeah, to make a hole in one at Peachtree would have been yeah, That's I, something special. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd have gone out with a professional photographer, taking a picture of the hole. I'd have, I'd have, I'd have played that one up pretty well. We had I feel like we had another hole in one this week as well. Uh, and unfortunately, I can't think of who it was right off the top of my head, but they're 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 making shots up there at uh, at Detroit uh, Detroit Country Club, and or Detroit Golf Club, I should say. And and props to to the to the folks out there at uh, Detroit Golf Club because the the story going into the week was all this rain. I think it rained like five or six days in a row. They had like six inches of rain come down on the course, and regardless of that, the course is in spectacular shape. But uh, c- considering the conditions heading into the week, uh, just an outstanding work up there. And uh, it's been fun to watch. So. Yeah, and it's obviously Detroit has, has suffered as a city. Um, yeah, I don't want to tease some of the things we'll talk about later. But, but I think having that tournament there, having the types of players that have attended there is really important to, to kind of continue the rejuvenation of the city that's, you know, unfortunately gone on hard times, which is, you know, I, I saw – 
it was one of the richest cities in the world not 50 years ago, and uh, certainly it's a it's a shell of that. But hopefully they can continue bringing great events there and uh, getting the community to rally around the resurgence of the city. Yeah, doing a lot to bring uh, internet and things like that to uh, as they as they call it, close the the technological digital gap. Digital gap. There you go, and, yeah, and that's a real problem. It's a real problem even in places like this. We won't talk about that. Anyways, um, but yeah, coming up in a little bit, we do we. we uh, Ollie mentioned it. We got We got to talk about a couple of our of our favorite people to talk about, and sometimes the most controversial. Uh, Phil Phil's got some things going on. We'll talk about, and uh, as we said, Bryson, there's a lot to unpack. So we'll we'll touch on that. Well, unless you're a caddy, then you've got a lot little, to pack. Oh, that's a tease. Yeah, you, you probably heard. We'll talk about that more coming up in a little bit, and who's driving and and more. Unfortunately, though, uh, we do have to shift gears. Just some uh, some extremely sad and hard to understand news that we received here in the uh, local Atlanta golf community. We received this yesterday. Uh, head pro and director of golf at Pine Tree Country Club, Gene Siller, passed away yesterday. Some extremely unfortunate events uh, surrounding it, uh, and we were just sorry to hear about that. Um, as a person who I've never actually been to, uh, to Pine Tree, but I heard about it and I was sad to hear. Ali, I understand you've been out there. Yeah, I've been fortunate to play quite a bit of golf at Pine Tree and, and meet, um, a lot of the members. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, Gene was, was murdered. Um, and, you know, our heart just goes out to the entire Pine Tree community, its members, its staff. Um, I can't imagine what they're going through this holiday weekend. Um, obviously, our friends of the Georgia PGA. Um, we, we also extend our thoughts and and uh, prayers to you. But most importantly, um, you know, Gene's family. Um, you know, two kids and a wife that you know senselessly are are left alone. Um, so hopefully, they'll be able to uh, you know bring this person to justice. And and I think the Georgia PGA is going to come up with some ways to honor Gene and uh, perhaps help the family. So as those things kind of unfold in the future, we'll keep all of our listeners aware. So if they, uh, if they want to help and reach out and, and uh, be a part of the healing process, we'll definitely share that moving forward. But uh, thoughts and prayers to everybody involved in this senseless killing. Um, and just, it's heartbreaking. We'll be back. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership, eligibility, and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Before you hit the links, start your morning with the Golf Show. Now back to Brian Katrick and Ali Dean on Atlanta's Golf Station, The Fan. We got half that duo. Ollie Dean is here. Brian Katrick out on assignment. Uh, 
can't just. I mean, he's in an undisclosed location, I guess. Right? We can't um, yeah, say, yeah. We can't. He's in the in the bunker somewhere. We can't talk. talk about where he's at. No, just kidding. He is working though. BK, yeah, working the Rocket Mortgage. BK will be, I assume, back with us next week. We never can tell. He really is a busy man. Yeah. And by the way, we're lucky that he does this show for with us. So. Amen to that. Uh, thanks, BK. Uh, anyways. Welcome back to the golf show on the fan 680 and 93.7. Again, Ollie Dean and Derek Thomas. Here U.S. Open. We've got to talk U.S. Open. Yes, yes. So, uh, uh, it's a segue, Ollie. Don't, you know, don't, you know, don't uh, what is it? Don't blow the lead or whatever it is? Yeah, I'm not sure. No, we were just going to we were gonna mention. for an Emmy. We're, uh, we'll be okay. Yeah, okay. Well, well, watch my segue. Happy Happy Fourth of July weekend. Hope you're having fun. We're, we're, we're more... We're more out this holiday weekend than we were maybe in July 4th of last year. However, um, the COVID rears its ugly head, rears its ugly head every now and then. Hideki Matsuyama defending, oh, give me one second, I'm not ready, I'm, I'm doing all this. Defending Masters Champion, see it's hard to do both of them at the same time. Defending Masters Champion Hideki Matsuyama, but in all seriousness, tested uh, positive for COVID-19 this weekend. Um, after he, he did, he did play in the first round of the rocket mortgage. Unfortunately, it was forced to withdraw. So just mentioning that, uh, again, Hideki, our, our defending masters champion, one of the greatest golfers in the world had to step out. Hopefully Hideki will be prepared for, uh, the open, the British open coming up in just a couple of weeks. Uh, all the protocol 10 days in, they have different protocol over there with the RNA. Anyways, hopefully he can come back and play. Because it wasn't long ago, you mentioned John Rahm. It was just a couple of weeks ago that we saw a man who had COVID just days before go out and win a major championship, and that was John Rahm. And uh, what a performance. It was so much fun. So happy for John. Uh, The new father wins on Father's Day. Just played outstanding golf. There's not much more to say about it. he, yeah, he kept it, he kept it together, uh, while not everybody else did. Well, well, first let's go to kind of some poetic justice. So, I mean, he all but had won the memorial, and we right. talked yeah. about that. And yeah, he, unfortunately, he you know, got some horrific news leaving the. What was it? A six screen. shot lead, I think he had, or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Literally, so much of a lead that that some of the betting parlors actually paid off that he was the winner. Um, so, you know, a horrible story that he had to leave because they didn't pay him off as the winner. Um, to go to Torrey Pines, a place that, I mean, you know, you think about horses for courses. You know, Jack Nicholas wins an amateur at Pebble Beach. He wins a U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. You know, there's golfers that just seem Tiger Woods at Firestone. There's golfers that seem to truly just excel at a certain venue. John Rahm not only wins his first PGA tournament at Torrey Pines, uh, not only does he win his first major at Torrey Pines, but he also proposes to his wife, Kelly, and uh, and now – has a son on Father's Day and wins the tournament at Torrey Pines. So it's just an amazing story. And I tell you what, we talked about Bryson playing non-traditional, let's put it that way. Unconventional, yeah, maybe unorthodox. And and John Rahm did the absolute opposite. Um, The fact that he played away from the hole on 18 with that bunker shot and then made a 20-footer or 15-footer for birdie by doing it the right way, the way you're supposed to do the way your caddy tells you to do it, um, I think showed incredible discipline. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Louis Hay- Lou Stazen was a bridesmaid yet again. Just the one shot. What was it, 16 or 17? He hit it in the water, I think, and that was 
unfortunately, that was that was the difference. He had one bad shot. Yeah, Louis coming down the stretch. Yeah, he hit it. Um, he hit it in the hazard on the left side. I think on fifteen. Fifteen, maybe there you um, go. Okay, yeah, coming down the stretch. Yeah, but he played solid. You yeah. know, he didn't give it away. That, that, was, the thing that about, was the one mistake that Louis made. And that's the thing about Louis. He's never really blown up on a Sunday to not win a major in all these that he's finished second in. Um, sure, seventy one. He's even par seventy one. Which a lot of people would take a seventy one. I think our friend. Bryson DeChambeau would have taken a 71 in a heartbeat. Oh, wow. Um, I guess we got to talk about that. Well, we got to talk about Bryson for a, a number of different reasons. Yeah, there's quite so, a bit to um, unpack, as you said. With as we said. So, speaking of which, let's get to who's driving. And now it's time for Who's Driving. Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Yeah, we always find a way to to include Bryson in who's driving, no matter how he's driving. Usually he's driving the ball very far. Papa Bui. Uh but this week. Bryson just drove his caddy away. That's what that's what he was driving. Allegedly, allegedly. I uh, mean, okay, I, I suppose his caddy could have driven himself away. Yeah, so the agent's reply to the split was it was a, a mutual decision. They both were kind of tired, and it was time to move on. The original report was that Tim Tucker, and no, not the Tim Tucker from Family Guy, Tim Tucker, um, decided to leave on his own, and, and that – if you're going to mutually split, it would seem, and, and I'm just conjecturing here, you wouldn't caddy for somebody during all the practice rounds and the Wednesday Pro-Am and then wake up on Thursday morning Tournament starts tomorrow. Let's go. You know what? I think it's time for both of us to move on. So, okay. I, this was, I at least read this, so it's been reported. It's not like, I, apparently there may have been, I don't know if you would classify it as a shouting match. There may have been some sort of disagreement during a Wednesday evening practice session. Did you hear anything about that? We're not supposed to talk about that. No, that's. I mean, I read that. I can't. I should cite the source. I don't remember, but I, Bryson can be prickly. I mean, he's he's a different guy. I'm not even going to say he's not like a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. He's just he's different. Yeah, he's certainly different. Um, and this isn't the first, um, let's say, separation between Tim Tucker and Bryson Shambo. A couple right. of years ago, they split, and and then got back together uh tim has been his caddy on all of his wins so you never know i mean in the caddy player relationship they may get together you know six months from now a year from now but but i do think in now, bryson meant bryson tried to frame this as a temporary thing or, or or at least not a permanent thing i should say yeah well i don't think you can ever call a caddy player split permanent sure. um you never know Just like any other breakup happen. any other breakup right yeah but but they've done this once already. So how many times do you do you go back to the don't you have, relationship? Don't you have some friends that have done that before? Yeah, I know a lot. I mean, maybe twice, yeah. but not three or four times. I've, I've At some just, point, you know, sometimes you, know. you just can't quit them, you know? Yeah, I uh, do think, to your point, that Bryson's probably, I think it's fair to say, and this isn't being critical of Bryson, I think he's probably the most difficult player to caddy for on tour um, for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, the scientific approach and the amount of numbers and data that goes into every shot, obviously that's a lot of work for the caddy to to go through, you know, 70 times during a round. Um, the other reason I think it's kind of difficult is, you know, a caddy is supposed to guide. And, and I touched on this briefly with, you know, John Rahm playing away from the hole on 18 out of the bunker to give himself at least a chance at birdie, where if he plays directly at the flag, yeah, maybe he makes eagle and hits a miraculous bunker shot, but... 
more than likely he's he's bringing water into play. You know, if you're caddying in for Bryson and you're saying, you know, I think we should lay up on this hole, and Bryson says, well, no, we're going to hit driver as far as we can and hopefully get a good lie, you know, it's kind of got to wear on a caddy. And even after the tournament, the only thing Bryson really talked about about the blow-up at the U.S. Open was he said that he just got unlucky. And they asked him to clarify that, and he said, well, you know. I've been getting unlucky for the last 25 years, me playing golf. I guess that's what it is. Yeah, and, and you know, unlucky for him is, you know, I know I'm going to hit it Bogey right golf. and left. I'm just hoping that I get a lie that I can wedge it up on a green where typically a caddy is going to tell you to take the bunkers out of play or, or play the course a different way. So, so I think strategically it's tough to, you know, kind of jockey that horse around the track um, to use some caddy vernacular. Um, so I think it's a difficult job. It, it's, it makes sense to me that they probably have had some rifts in the past and, you know, I wasn't there and, and I don't know who's reporting that there was a rift at a, a Wednesday night practice session, but that's another thing that makes Bryson, you know, challenging to, to caddy for. He's kind of like VJ Singh. He is a grinder. You know, he puts in the work, he stays late, plays a lot of practice rounds. You know, Tim Tucker's got to be there for, for all of those things. And, you know, at some point, you know, they may get back together, but Tim may find, you know, a different bag that's a little bit easier for him to, to kind of deal with. Yeah, we talked about uh, just a couple of weeks ago when Bryson was in contention as as we sat here, headed into the final round of the U.S. Open, and we kind of talked about it, and I basically said, I don't really like the way he plays, but it's working because it was working because he won the U.S. Open last year. Yeah, well, he was it, in. He was tied for at one point. He was tied for the lead, I believe, on Sunday. Well, absolutely. Well, before some snowman's popped and up on the scorecard, and then he shot a forty-four on the back nine. Yeah, some very strange shots. Obviously, the shank over the green. That was, you know, you don't see tour pros do that very often. Bad luck. Bad luck, man. Ian Poulter. At right. I don't think you can call a shank bad luck. That's why I, I was. That was tongue in cheek. If you didn't <laughs> notice, that's why that. Bryson's going to tell me he shot a forty-four because of bad luck. That's only. I make boat, man. When I make a bow, yeah, it's just bad luck. It's not because I didn't finish my swing or I didn't pick the right club. It's just bad luck. Yeah, but it goes to his mindset the way he's playing. To him. He's gonna, and he did acknowledge that he got good luck. You know, he got some great lies hitting it in the rough and playing the course not in a traditional way. And he was able to, you know, wedge it onto the green and, and have a chance to make birdie. So, so he acknowledges the way he plays. He brings luck into the equation as far as lies. But there were some, to your point, there were some shots that had nothing to do with luck. Uh, there were just some some misplayed shots. And there's a reason. There's a handful of guys in the history of the world that have ever won back-to-back U.S. Opens. Sure. It is not an easy thing to do. Jack Nicholas has never done it. Tiger Woods has never done it. You know, it's a pretty short list. And how does Curtis Strange do? Oh, he was made for that. Uh, you talk yeah. about horses yeah, yeah, just, horses. yeah, right. Yeah, okay. That's, that's, that that's, was so his that's the game. Thing. Fairways and greens, Bryson. Fairways and greens. Hey, but, yeah, speaking of driving, yeah, he just drove himself right out of the tournament. And he, he it hasn't been a good week. He... Hasn't spoken to the media. No, not since the split. And and that's it's kind of odd because he is a Rocket Mortgage ambassador, I believe. Yes, so he to, is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage, the title sponsor of the tournament that he's at, where he refused to speak to the media. Yeah, so I think there's two sides to that coin. On one hand, you can say you know he's a, he's got an obligation to the sponsor. We talked about all the things that that tournament is trying to do for the city of Detroit. He's got to talk to the media. But on the other hand, is it going to be a productive? And he's the defending champion. Sorry. Andy is the defending champion. Defending champion of the tournament. But is it going to be a productive conversation? Are they going to talk about the three one three? Whose fault is that? Well, I mean, if Tim quit, it's Tim's fault, right? Tim quit. Well, who knows? 
it 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 didn't work. It's not working out for Tim and Bryson right now. Who and we'll 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 stay tuned. He well, might, it might come back. I love we, he got he got some Cobra rep to be his caddy this week. Yeah, it was the Cobra rep. Um, <laughs> the yeah, guy's never caddy. There. He was like, yeah, I think I saw the quote. He said it was as hard as I thought it would be. Yeah, <laughs> it's Tim, not as easy as most of us might cup, think of it. Tin cup moment. You. Yeah. You, can you, you carry, carry this, this? back? <laughs> um, oh, Roy. But while we're laughing, we got to talk about the feud continues. So. Not to let an opportunity pass by on social media needling, Brooks Kepka took advantage of the opportunity again and uh, made it Ricky Elliott Caddy Appreciation Day in his uh, Instagram post. Brooks loves his caddy. He, he loves him, thanks him for all of his oh, help. Brooks. Couldn't have done it without you. And uh, once again, the needle comes from this, Palm Beach. This um, is so immature. It's so middle school girls, and I really like it. Most yeah, of the and time. I'm not, and I'm not going to apologize for for loving it because, to your point, it is. Immature. When was the last time we had something like this in golf? I mean, yeah, it, it, guy, you know, we we had there was speculation like guys like Tiger and Phil. We knew they weren't going out to dinner after the round. We knew that. Everybody knew that. Yeah, Tiger and VJ. We certainly Tiger knew v, that, that was go. a frosty relationship. But they weren't. They weren't openly taking jabs at each. I guess you know, Twitter Twitter wasn't around back then, but. They weren't making comments in the media or, or, or tongue-in-cheek, thinly veiled needles at, at other players. That that I just I, I don't remember much of anything like that since I've been paying attention to golf and since actually a, a decently long time. Yeah, I think the closest you could probably say that it it actually you know became kind of widespread was when Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods were paired together by Hal Sutton at the Ryder Cup in an alternate shot format. And Phil hit one off the planet, and he just saw Tiger Woods' amazing reaction, knowing that he was going to hit the next shot of just trying to figure out and kneeling down of where that ball actually went in complete disbelief. Um, But I think it's fun. And and look, it's childish, it's sophomoric, um, but it's entertaining. And And I think, you know, Brooks has taken what I would consider some undue criticism in the fact that he's bullying Bryson. I, I don't it. see any bullying here. First off, you know, Brooks came out and said Bryson started it. And uh, Bryson started And I think you can point to, you know, talking about somebody's, you know, body image issue and, you know, the Sports Illustrated and not having any abs. And I'd be happy to look like either one of those guys. They're in good yeah, shape. <laughs> yeah, you don't get there smoking Cohibas and drinking Bud Lights. Well, speaking of people not maybe in as good a shape, uh, but we were talking about it hasn't been – a great week for uh, Bryson in the media. It hasn't been a great week for him on the golf course. Uh, another guy it hasn't been a great week for in the media. It was a little bit better on the golf course for Mr. Phil Mickelson. It was funny, Ali. Yeah, he was, he, I guess, barely made the cut. He was the last one in the cut. So he was first one off yesterday, and he went off by himself and played, I think it was three hours and like one minute. So that had to be kind of fun for Phil. You just got the, you got the whole track to your place, get out there, drop your number. He shot a 72, so... He's fine. But unfortunately, Phil has been in the news more for his dealings with the media than his performance on the golf course. Uh, long story short, uh, we, 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 don't, we, we could do the whole hour talking about this, but uh, some things have come out from Phil's past, um, some, some gambling things, and et cetera. Some people might know about some insider trading. We'll just skate over that. If you want to know about it, look it up. It's all there. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, the Detroit Pre- Free Press came out with a, a what was what was actually new news, relevant news, not from the past. 
I just I, I personally, even though I'm not the biggest Phil fan, I will say I don't know about the timing of drop of, of, of releasing this story the week that Phil is coming to Detroit to to help you know or not, I, just, I shouldn't say help to to play in a tournament that's given to charity. But anyways, Phil got upset. Said I'm not going to come back here. He said basically in as many words, I'm not sure if I'm going to be coming back if I'm going to be treated this way. Um, for the record, nothing untruthful or any sort of opinion really coming out of the piece. It's just Phil didn't like the way it came out and when it came out. Yeah, there's there's no libel. Everything was true. Yeah. Uh, but to your point, the timing of it was certainly opportunistic from the Detroit Free Press. Um, the Billy Walter story most golf fans know about, and to your point, you can look it up if you don't. Um, but you know, Billy Walters was someone that went to jail in, in Las Vegas. I think he was pardoned by Donald Trump um, for some... Uh, Illegal stock trading. But the other story that it's new, it's still old. I mean, this is a 2007 trial that that Phil's name was brought up in. Um, You know, obviously there was plenty of time to bring this to light if you wanted to. And Phil comes to Detroit for the first time and you decide to to run the story. So I I think Phil was upset about the timing. He certainly thought it was a cheap shot. Um, Hard to disagree that it wasn't a cheap shot. Yeah, I'm not one to defend Phil by by any means if you ever listen to the show. Um, but I, I, I didn't like the timing. Unfortunately, it's, it's almost like the, the Barbra Streisand effect, if you're familiar with that, but like, we wouldn't be talking about this if Phil hadn't reacted the way that he did. I don't even think we, that, 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 that story coming out would have made it to this show. Um, now, it may, now, uh, now the story itself might make it to, you know, to ESPN or golf.com or whatever like that, but we're not going to talk about it in this show. If he doesn't respond the way he does, and acts in, and then he tries to say like, y'all are literally lucky I'm even coming here. In in as many words, I don't mean to again. I'm 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 uh, paraphrasing, I guess. But it just it just wasn't a good look. Again, though, I, I I agreed with Phil. It's just his reaction to it has made it so much worse. Anyway, and then a petition comes online, where a bunch of fans say, "Please, Phil, come back." And he says, "Yeah, if you guys all sign this and do a random act of kindness, I'll come back." So he tried to spin it into. Yeah, I think initially his response was was not going to be well received, and and he to your point, he talked about how much you know effort it was for him to come. I don't know how much effort it is to get on a plane to come it's to a golf so tournament. It's so hard to get to Detroit. But he also talked about you know what his foundation was doing for the community, and you know that there were lots of sacrifices made on his part, and you know he didn't really appreciate it coming back the other way. I think he's turned that around to his credit. Um, so there is the petition. You can go to change.org if you'd like to see Phil play in Detroit. Um, they're shooting for those 50,000 signatures. Right now they have 9,313 as of this show. It doesn't sound like as much support as we were hoping it's for. It's only been a couple of days. I mean, it's 5,000 a day. Uh, yeah, yeah. So five, 10 days from now. I mean, if he keeps up this momentum, he'll be, uh, he'll be back. He'll get there. Um, the other thing that he did was his charity did donate um, $100,000 um, to the community. So, and that's regardless of whether he comes back or not. Um, And there was originally going to be a GoFundMe where people's donations would be split between Phil's foundation and uh, and some charity in in Detroit that benefited the golf. That went away. It's just Phil says, "Look, if I get fifty thousand signatures, you promise to do an act of kindness, I'll come back." Um, And here's a hundred thousand dollars. So, I think it's tough to be critical of Phil the way this has played out. Um, but yeah, there was there was definitely going to be some criticism if it if it didn't change early on. But that's that's the nature of the world we live in. You know, we react to something without the full story. 
And so we get this, you know, pieces of something, and, and now we're all up in arms. You know, Phil's doing the wrong thing. He's being a spoiled athlete. But, you know, we wait three days, and the guy donated $100,000, regardless of whether he gets 50,000 signatures. Um, he refuses people to do the GoFundMe. It's his saying, just go sign the petition. And at the end of the day, you know, if Detroit wants him to come back, they'll get the 50,000 signatures, and he's committed to coming back. I think he'll end up coming back. Yeah, he he, he did make the best of a, of a of a bad situation. Unfortunately, it's a bad situation that he caused himself. Well, to get onto some fun stuff um, in the next segment, I mean, we do have the match coming up with Phil and Bryson. Ah, so let's talk about that in the last segment. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, how did they pick those four guys? I'll be happy to express all the opinions about all four of them if you want me to. Uh, also coming up, it was a big week uh, in Atlanta last week. The Americans are back on top, and I mean in more ways than one. We'll talk about it coming up on the golf show on The Fan, 680, 93.7 FM. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash john. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to the Golf Show, your Sunday morning tea time with Brian Katrick and Ali Dean. This is Atlanta's Golf Station, the Fan. Don't call Ali. Welcome back to the Golf Show on the Fan, six eighty and ninety three seven. Alongside Ali Dean, I am Derek Thomas. As been previously reported, Brian Katrick is slacking. I. I He's working for, like, the national guys or whatever. He's got other things to do, I guess. It's nice to be big time. Yeah, he's pretty big time, actually. He really is. <laughs> I've been joking. It's funny. When I started doing this show, I honestly didn't really know that he was so big time, honestly. Like, I knew he was. He worked in the, in, in the, uh, in the golf media. And then, uh, and then one day, randomly, I heard him on, like, TNT. And I was like, oh, that's BK. So uh, he, he, yeah. he, he's out there doing, doing big things. And I had you know, no idea who he him. was. Um, I met him on the range at Dogwood, and we talked about racing. My dad was a race car driver. I worked in motorsports for a BK long time. BK way into ra- racing as well. Loves racing and had no idea who he was. And I was playing some golf um, with some guys called the Eagles up at Royal Lakes Country Club in Flowery Branch. And, uh, and I heard him talking about this Brian Catrick guy. I'm like, man, I met some guy named Brian Catrick on the range. And they're like, Really, man? He's on like the radio. He's on XM. He does. And I'm like, man, I thought he was just he's pretty normal guy, right? We were talking about you know, race coming up at Atlanta Motor Speedway. I didn't, I didn't realize he was big time. Well, yeah, we miss BK. He'll be back next week. Speaker, you mentioned Atlanta Motor Speedway, Atlanta Athletic Club, one was... of my favorite courses. Oh, you've played there uh, a couple of times. Oh, yeah. all right. Somebody help me out. My name is Derek Thomas. I work at uh, Derek Thomas Six uh, happy to jump on any of your tracks. No, uh, kidding. What a what a gorgeous place, wonderful place. Yeah, I've never had never had the privilege, but they were the host of the. Let me make sure I get it right. The KPMG, right? KPMG uh, Women's PGA Championship last week, 
And if you don't keep up with women's golf all that much, it's it's been a while uh, for a couple of things for American women. Uh, obviously, a lot of great American players, but it's been a while since one has even won a major, I believe. And another big thing happened after Nelly Corda won the LPGA Championship last night, or the Women's PGA Championship last week, uh, right here at Atlanta Athletic Club. Kind of run, kind of one run away, ended up winning by three strokes. But uh, some other important things came out of this. Uh, yeah, obviously going to the Olympics uh, becomes the number one player in the world, we'll probably talk about most that importantly. Um, but yeah, she was running away with it, but then much like Jason Duffner, ended up hitting the water on a par three, I believe, on sixteen. So there was a little bit of drama coming home, but she's such a long hitter, and 18 was going to be no problem for her. She just dominated par fives all week. She really did, and a great golfer, great young American golfer. Um, And most importantly, congratulations to everybody at the Atlanta Athletic Club staff, um, the tournament organizers, the volunteers. Uh, I think they put on a wonderful event at a wonderful venue. And uh, congratulations to everybody involved. And most importantly, congratulations to Nelly for becoming the number one women's player in the world. Number one in the world. First time uh, a woman has been number one since like 2017, I believe I may have read. It's been a little... Well, American woman. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. An American woman has been... Uh, that's what I'm, I, 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 I know think, we live in changing most times. Of them been, uh, most of the women at the top have been women. No, uh, but American women uh been at the top for, for a long time. We've had so many great players, but... Uh, so many, I mean, the Koreans and just are so many uh, international players on the LPGA Tour. It's, it's really great to see, but uh, certainly nice to see an American back on top. And uh, as you mentioned, with that win, not only did she achieve the number, the number one world ranking, uh, she earned a spot on the Olympic team. Joining her sister. How, what, what a family. The, 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 Nellie and Jessica Corder are going to be on the U.S. Olympic team. Oh, yeah, by the way, they're brothers over in Wimbledon. I think he played yesterday. I don't know how he did, honestly. I didn't look. But uh, their their father was a tennis player. Their mother was a tennis player. Uh, for, the, for the longest time, Nellie was like the other one. She was the little one. It was just like, oh, yeah, and there's Nellie because Jessica's an outstanding player. Her brother's an outstanding tennis player. Uh, but no, well, now, now Nellie's number one in the world. Her dad never reached number one in the world. He reached number two in the world. Now Nellie... Uh, with, with just obviously an amazingly athletic family, amazing accomplishments. She's the first world number one from the family, so she can hold that uh, hold that above their heads for a little while. But, th- yeah, she will be going to Japan alongside her sister. Um, but doesn't it tend to work that way? The youngest sibling is always – they turn they out to, to they be keep, the They have to keep up with the older one. You, know, you have Venus and Serena. Right. The young so, one really does usually end up uh, – Yeah, I think it elevates your game. Other than so Peyton and Eli. Eli was more talented, but he, he couldn't keep up with Peyton. But – no, I mean, Eli had like a stronger arm than Peyton, but obviously Peyton was way better. Anyway, we could we don't have to talk about that. Okay, that's the exception that proves my <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, it's not often. But um, so again, it's uh, the the Olympics is coming up in just a few weeks. That's very exciting. I can't wait again. I loved it last time. I'm so glad to see golf back in the Olympics. And speaking uh, of things that are coming up, we've got the match coming up on Tuesday ooh, with four yeah. of your favorite athletes. Uh yeah. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Phil Mickelson, and Bryson DeChambeau. Um, Mickelson paired with Brady. Yeah. DeChambeau paired with Rodgers. Who are you pulling for? Wow. The lesser of two evils. This is like trying to vote for the president. Um, I mean, I'm not a big fan of any of these guys. No, I say it tongue-in-cheek. I have a tremendous amount of respect for all four of these guys. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau. But it just so happens they're all four that I kind of... 
pick to not like for for various reasons. Um, but so that'll maybe make me watch. Uh, and yeah, of course, Charles Barkley would be there, so that's that's enough to make me want to watch. Yeah, I think the fun thing about these, you know, the golf is the golf. Um, you know, sometimes it's, kind of, it's good. Remember when Tom Brady hold out from like. Yeah, but it's still hitting yards. giggle. So I'm I mean, saying sometimes you know, they could, sometimes they make shots and then. Yeah, but you're seeing it, him, you know, shank it into it's the also woods fun to see more him. often. Yeah, exactly. You know, than he actually holds out from you know 130 yards. Um, but I think the needling is the most fun on this because you know it's to see professional athletes act like you and your buddies that are just giving each other the what for the entire time. I think it's fun. Now here's the question: DeChambeau obviously didn't want to talk to the media about the caddy situation. Well, at least he doesn't need one. He's going to drive a cart, so at least he doesn't need a caddy. Well, I think Charles actually said, hey, I think you need a caddy. I'll be glad to do it for you. Um, but the needling that will go on and how much of it will go on, I think is is probably going to be must-see TV. But here's the question. Is Brooks going too far in, in what he's doing with Bryson, do you think? I don't think so. He's uh, just having fun. I mean, when it gets personal, if it gets personal, which I don't think it – I mean – Obviously, it is personal, but you know what I mean? Like, he's not taking shots at his game or his personal life or anything like that. He's not uh, saying he doesn't have abs. Uh, you know, but I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that, that's not a, a shot, really. I mean, that's not a shot to be taken, to, to be taken seriously. And if he's going to mess around with him uh, having a tough time with his caddy, I don't really have a big problem with it. Yeah, I think the fact that there's so much innuendo still in what exactly. he's doing yeah everything he says yeah, is tongue-in-cheek yeah, so it's he's you know, not it's, coming it's not out and direct. saying you know bryson sucks yeah like, even with the michelob ultra promotion it was yeah, hey i heard some of you had a hard Brooksy. time you were supporting me even though i wasn't there i'd like to th- you know thank you by giving you a case of beer <laughs> and, then, the and then even he doesn't address the the bryson tim tucker relationship directly he just says, you know, I really appreciate Ricky Elliott. Ricky Elliott Appreciation Day. I don't think he's gone it's too far. It's his caddy, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't think he's gone too far. I agree with you. I think it's – I think it's. I don't know if Bryson would agree that it's good fun anymore. I think he wants the the banter to stop, much like, unfortunately, the See, show I can't is going to stop. Yeah, I yeah, know. We could we could go another hour. But uh, Phil – I think Phil Phil's really good at, at, at talking the trash. I'll give him that. Tom Brady's not that good at it. I don't think Bryson's that good at it. I think – I, I won't even get into why Bryson's not that good at it. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, I imagine, is he's a sharp, pretty clever, funny guy. I think he and Phil will be really going back and forth, and that, that could lead to some uh, to some fun times. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Either way, uh, what else was on my mind? Yeah, well, the Olympics coming up, as we said. British Open coming up in a couple of British weeks. British Open coming up. we got plenty of golf coming up all over. And, yeah, the match on a rant on Tuesday. I still, It's funny. Tuesday at 5 o'clock, isn't that right? Tuesday at 5 o'clock. Is it TNT, just me? I believe. It just seems weird, but um, hopefully I'll get a chance to tune in. I'll be at work. But, you know, beautiful technology. We'll be able to watch it. Um, Ali Dean, thank you so much. Brian Katrick, we will see you next week. We miss you. Uh, I'm Derek Thomas. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you again next week on the golf show. On happy the fan. birthday, America. Uh, enjoy. Happy, happy, safe weekend, guys. We'll talk to you next week on the fan. 680-937 FM. Podcastpark.com is your home for the fans' entire stable of original podcasts. If you're a true Atlanta sports fan, you need to stay connected to shows like Welcome to Madlanta, featuring Atlanta's rich history of sports legends. College football fans will love the Chuck Oliver Show podcast. Two hours of college football talk every day, all year. And baseball fans get to dive into Domino's archive of baseball legends on hardball. Subscribe to all these great shows and so many more anywhere you get your podcast.
podcasts or stream them free 24-7 at thepodcastpark.com. Presented by Associated Credit Union. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. 